0: Some of you might think that this is like like, not the right time. This message should have come last week. And, and then I preached the message three weeks ago or two weeks ago called New Year's Every Day. And you probably think that that one should have been today. But no, let me tell you that it is planned accordingly. Because we said we want to start the New Year's like way back, right? Next Sunday will have been 21 days since I preached the message on New Year's every day, right? And we talked about new beginnings and we talked about the mercies of God are new every morning and how he has empowered us to have newness of life every day, right? And then so today, my message is called Christmas Every Day. So you might think like, oh, again, late, you know, Christmas was <laughs> a few days ago. But no, th- that's the thing about it. You know, I was, I, was, uh, I was praying, I was just having time with the family and I was watching the elf and I got a revelation, If there's any religious folks here, it's going to be rough, so, <laughs> just kidding. Hey, by the way, if you're watching online, welcome, Merry Christmas, and I'm so glad you guys are tuned in, too. So, Christmas every day, you know, Christmas doesn't have to end, you know, on the 26th, and who, I mean, when you think about Christmas, there, there's something that you love about Christmas, right, and there's a, there's a feeling about Christmas, and I'm not talking about the stress and the spending, okay. And the, and the guilt of overeating too, too many sweets and all that stuff. I'm talking about the good, warm, fuzzy feelings, right, that you get during Christmas. And so I was watching The Elf, and, um, and there's a part at the end where he is in a, he's with Santa, and they're in Central Park. How many of you have seen this movie? Okay. If you haven't, come up for prayer at the end of service. <laughs> And, and he's in Central Park, and he's trying to get the reindeers to fly, but the Christmas spirit is low, right? And so the the Christmas meter is, like, really low. And then something happens. Uh, there's some people gathered at, at the entrance of Central Park, and they start singing, right? They start singing these songs, uh, Christmas songs. And and then the, the, the Christmas spirit meter goes up, but not all the way. It kind of, like, just goes up like a little bit, right? It's an indicator, like something is happening, right? And then um, the reindeer stall kind of take off the floor, and, but it's still not all the way. And then something crazy happens. All of a sudden, they put the, the news camera in front of the people singing, and everyone around the city who is watching it, I mean, at home, office, bars, restaurants, Everyone gets it, and they start joining in this song in different places of the city, right? And all of a sudden, the the, the Christmas spirit meter goes all the way up, and the rangers fly. And I was like, it all makes more sense now. <laughs> and you're like, it still doesn't make sense, Pastor. We'll see it in the Word today, but... You know, the, the Christmas spirit of what, 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 what we feel is really just characteristics of, of God and the spirit of God. And, and there's it's more people, whether intentionally or by accident, stepping into that and walking in that that God established previously in his word. And when we do that, we cause a corporate feeling that we call, oh, it's the Christmas spirit. But really, I mean, Christmas is all about Jesus. And Jesus is the prince of peace, Right? what's one of the big words that come with Christmas, right? It's peace. So, I want to um I want to show you a couple things here. So, I'm not very good at drawing, you know. So, I will put that disclaimer out there so that you don't think there's a anything wrong with me. Okay. But if we were to think about uh you know, about the Christmas spirit, which really, again, like I said, it's all about Jesus, okay? So don't, don't go, like, religious on me. And it's really all about Jesus. And if you think about it, Mary was carrying Jesus, right? And who do we get to carry inside of us? We carry Jesus, right? So not only that he lives in us, but that he lives through us, kind of like Mary carried him, but not just for him to stay there, but to give birth to him, right? And to give the world a demonstration of him. And we get the same opportunity to carry Jesus in us, not just so that He lives inside, but that He lives through us, right? So that people can encounter Jesus through our lives. And so when we think Christmas spirit, you know, we think things like um, love, right? Joy, um, hope, truth. What else? Peace, right? Ooh. These are some of the main characteristics of the Christmas time, right? Generosity. What'd you say, Nick? Selflessness. Selflessness. (laughs) Sweetness. (laughs) What else, right? Generosity. Uh, Unity, right? Unity, I mean, um, you get together with family members that you haven't seen in forever. Isn't it interesting that there's also like this, um, almost like a perfect setup to facilitate restoration during Christmas? Like forgiveness? There's a lot of things that that we might do or give into because we say it's Christmas, right? Including eating too much but there's so there's so many things right like you would be more prone to forgive and to restore and to say hello to someone maybe a family member you haven't seen or you haven't come together with in a long time because it's christmas and even people say things like in the spirit of christmas right and then selflessness you know how many people go out of their way for people they don't know for strangers right that is called god's love which is an unconditional love with no strings attached. It's God's love. See, our love, the, the one that humans practice most of the time, is conditional love. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bargaining chip with, you know, I do this today, I do this, I'm nice right now, later I'll get something, and I'm kind of putting stuff into a bank account that later I want to cash out of. And if you don't put enough in my love bank account, then, you know, things might not look so well later. Right? But God's love is an unconditional love. It's a no-strings-attached no love. And how many more people practice that during Christmas, right? It's like it's Christmas, right? You're giving to people you don't know. You're reaching out to people you normally wouldn't reach out to. You're giving extra. There's, there's extra generosity during Christmas. Well, where did that come from? Well, that came from God. Because God so loved the world that he gave, right? And he, he didn't just give, give us like a meal. He gave us his only begotten son, Jesus, and we give us Jesus, we got everything. Right? So, these are the things amongst, you know, some of the main things that are operating during Christmas. And a lot of the things that a lot of people that normally don't operate or walk in this in these characteristics do, right? I mean, even the grumpy boss at work does things different and maybe behaves a little different because of Christmas, right? So we have more people walking in love and walking in the characteristics of, of the Spirit of God and what we would call as walking in love or walking in the Spirit in Christmas than any other time of the year. Like right? collectively, corporately, as a family, as a nation, as the world. Therefore, see, we feel that. It's not, you know, some... I know that a lot of people call it weird things, right? And they go, oh, the vibe in this room feels good. Or the vibe here is not good, right? Well, people certainly feel something invisible. Remember that 96 94% of everything that exists is invisible, right? So, of course, we're going to feel a lot of things that we can't see or we can't explain. So I want to talk about some of the opposites real quick, okay? As children of God, we've been called to walk in the Spirit, right? Not in the flesh. To walk in love, right? To walk and show the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, right? But what are some of the opposite things, right? uh, Of these? Love is what? Fear. Come on, tell me some more. What? Hate. Apathy, huh? Indifference is apathy. Selfishness. Selfish. (laughs) Vegetables. (laughs) If it's not peace, it's what? Dissension? How do you spell dissension? (laughs) Conflict. Conflict. Offense Isolation. Isolation Depression Hopelessness. Ooh, how about stinginess? What do we call that? The spirit of the Grinch, what greed. If it's not truth, then we're well, lies. You know you can walk in lies? <laughs> People do that all the time. And that's a different teaching. But So there is a big difference of walking in either one of these two, right? And so this is why Christmas feels different. But it doesn't have to stop. Christmas could be every day. If we were to walk in the Spirit, if we were to walk in love, we could experience this. It could be Christmas in your house every day, and you wouldn't have to be overeating and overspending, right? (laughs) But if we walk in these things, we will cause a different atmosphere. So when I was watching this movie, I realized when I said it all makes sense, this is what all made sense. You know, 2020, just as a year, felt different. Why? And I realized that the, the power of media, right? It, it doesn't just spread news. It causes all of these feelings to spread as well. Because, see, they put the camera on these, on this, this small crowd, and it's like what they were saying, singing, and then the spirit that they were operating got transmitted to different parts of the city instantly, and people all over places started adopting immediately that same spirit, Right? And so, all of a sudden, at the bar, all of a sudden, at the house, all of a sudden, you know, in different places and in the restaurants, they started feeling and experiencing this thing because they joined in. They joined in. They chose to participate, right, in these type of attitudes that were happening at that park. It's like like a fire, right? You can have a fire in one place, but if you start fires in different places it's going to catch on a lot faster. It's going to feel hot a lot faster, right? When you light up a a fire pit, you don't just light up one end. You light up all around it, and it catches on quicker, right? And it's the same thing, and I was like, whoa, that's amazing. You know, the Christmas spirit is the spirit of Jesus. And these guys got it right away, everywhere. But it's the same thing that we experienced in 2020 with the spirit of fear, Right? You know, we've been saying for a long time that if you if you feed yourself more media than the Bible, your suffering is self-inflicted. Right? Matthew 5:14. And I want us to understand a little bit of the two Opposing, we have light and we have darkness, okay? We have God's kingdom and, and the world, the flesh, the kingdom of darkness. And how we operate in these, many times we don't even realize, many times we don't, we're just cooperating without knowing consciously. Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Okay, so check this out. A light, what does it do? It's talking about fire, right? It's talking about a candle. And it says, says, we are light. And light puts out, emits not just light, right, but also heat, and also gases that we don't even see, and sometimes even a smell or a scent, right? That's why we say sometimes there's people are stinky. We're talking about their attitude, not their deodorant, you know? <sighs> because you can smell an attitude, you can feel an attitude, right? So we are light, and sometimes, The candle we're putting out and the smell we're putting out is not really fragrance, you know, holy fragrance for God or anything like that. So what are we putting out? We're putting, we're emitting light. We're emitting things that are not seen by the eyes. We're emitting a feel around us. New Age people call it, what do they call it? Aura, right? (laughs) Aura. These guys need to read the Bible. They'd be surprised. They'll be like, oh, okay, I was only a little bit wrong, (laughs) you know. So it says, you are the light of the world, so we are light. So every person is is a light. And it says, verse 15, nobody lights a candle and then puts it under a bushel. In other words, nobody lights it up and hides it, but they put on a candlestick to give light. So we are giving a light. We are emitting heat or a force, or energy. That's what a flame is, right? It's energy, is plasma, right? I was asking Victor the other day. He's like, it's plasma, you know? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right? And it says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. And check this out, and glorify your Father in heaven. So there is a purpose to this, and it is to be contagious. That they would see that, and it would cause them to glorify. You know, interesting, these guys were singing in Central Park, and more people saw it, and it caused them to also join in and participate. See, when we're operating and we're walking up here, it's, it's, it's bright, it's strong. And when you encounter people that are walking down here, you can be contagious to them, right? You can be a light to them. We all can feel when somebody walks in a really bad mood or somebody walks in a place and they're angry, right? You can feel that. Why? They're walking right down here. They're a light also, right? And they're emitting something. Maybe it's darkness. It's a scent. They're choosing to walk in that. Therefore, they are emitting that. Then it says, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Okay? So, light gives something out. It gives heat, it gives energy, smell, it shines, it emits brightly. Okay? Our thoughts and our feelings and our words carry power. We know that our words carry power, but our thoughts and our feelings also carry power. You know? That's why you can tell that something is off with somebody, even when they're not saying anything or doing anything. It just feels that way. And what is it, There's this feeling? you know, we, it, Just like you feel the Christmas spirit, which is the spirit of Jesus, which is walking in love, just like somebody can walk in a room. Somebody walked in here. It was a funeral at the beginning of the year, and they walked in here, and they melted crying, and they said, there was so much love in this room. Where'd he get that? Nobody said anything to him. Nobody hugged him, nothing, right? But why? When we say we're building a place, right, We're building a place where people encounter God, where they belong to a family. We're building something that is invisible, right? We see some of the physical and some of the visible results of that, of the fruit, right? But there's so much more invisible stuff that is being built as a foundation, as an environment that people feel when they walk in. God told Abraham in Genesis 12-1 to leave his land and family to go to another place, to a place he was going to show him. You know, so many times I think, like, why, why couldn't he do it there? I don't know. Maybe those people walked too much in this. Maybe they would have pulled him down. Maybe the hard job of believing, right, all those years without seeing anything would have pulled them down to stop believing, And God's like, yeah, here, come here. I'm going to take you to a place where you can learn how to walk in this just by yourself so that then you can be a blessing to the nations and they all can learn how to walk in this. Because if I try to build something here, you're by, you're just one one little man right here in the middle, you know, and it's, it's going to be really hard. So let me take you out to a land. You know what Kara was saying is so powerful. When you find your people, you find your destiny. And sometimes things just don't feel right. You're in a season that feels weird, right? And Maybe maybe you're in the wrong place. You know, that word about being unequally yoked, that is so important, you know? It's not just for marriage. It's, it's about who you surround yourself with. You know, my question to you today is, who are you walking with? Which way are you taking? Which decisions are you making um, that are putting you either in this place or in this place? See, we're supposed to shine brightly in here but not live here. That's why we are in this world but not of this world. We're of this world. If your main influence and, in in, you know, People say church isn't very important or not very essential or like, you know, I can have church at home. But let me tell you, there's something really powerful about spending all the time you can with people that are walking here. Not saying perfect people, but saying people that are in agreement and in unity in the same place that are equally yoked. Rather than walking here all the time and then sometimes coming here. And this is the life a lot of Christians live. This is their life. This is their world. They're surrounded by it, and then they come here to feel refreshed once a week. Let me tell you, you're missing it big time. You're supposed to be here in family as much as you can, surrounded, encouraged, lifted up, in the <laughs> Christmas every day, right? So that when, you get, when you're in the world, when you're in the marketplace, when you're uh, in, with people in the world, you are actually being a light. You're actually making a difference, right? Jesus couldn't do any miracles in in his hometown, right, because of their unbelief. You know that faith is another one, belief, right, and unbelief. Faith is another one that um, even in Christmas— Even in the wrong way sometimes, there's just so much more faith, right? I mean, Santa Claus, yeah, like even kids are like, you don't do Santa Claus? Well, we don't either. But I did when I was a child, and I quite enjoyed it, and I turned out fine. So (laughs) don't judge people that do or don't. It's faith. It's belief. You know, it's a quality of a child that God tells us we need. So Jesus couldn't do any miracles in his hometown because of the unbelief. He was, It was a lot of people that said, oh, that's just Jesus. And people heard it, and they believed that, and they thought, oh, it's just Jesus. So because of the unbelief was low. See, I remember when we were in the, in the Crusades, you know, me and Dan were there. I was 18 years old. We're in a stadium full of 9,000 people right in front of – full of wheelchairs at the front row and worship is going on and we're expecting like people come to the miracle crusade they're expecting a miracle right you can feel it in the environment it's like the faith meter was like trying to go up right you know the word the preaching of the word comes the faith meter goes even a little higher right a little higher but then something happens and the first person gets out of the wheelchair and 9,000 people go crazy it just goes. And then after that, it was miracle after miracle after miracle. Not one of those wheelchairs was 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 left in that building with anyone sitting on it. They were all cleared out by the end of the night. Why? Right? Because faith also rises. Faith is also contagious. See, these are the things that I want to be contagious of. I want to be. I want to test positive for all of these. So I want to be around people that have this stuff. Cough it on me, please. I don't even I don't think we need to cough it on each other, but um we lay it on each other. You know, there's a reason why A lot, and I really mean this, a lot of the people from this church family that stayed here the whole time we were open had such great, great, prosperous, peaceful, joyful years, a year, this 2020. There's a reason why. You know, sometimes I felt a little guilty and now I don't because I understood. Sometimes I'm like, man, it's just that we live in a bubble. Yeah, because we chose to be in, in this place, right? We chose to be one of those pockets where you can come in, you come out, there's no judgment, there's nothing, right? But when you choose to be in that, it's going to feel different. Hopelessness and despair cannot stay very long. 2 corinthians 317 says where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom right so god's spirit is powerful right where he is and where is his spirit right in psalm 22 3 says you are holy and you who inhabit the praises of your people the praises of israel right so when we praise and worship god he inhabits that worship he's moving like the presence of god is amazing it changes lives you know that's why people and they feel so good. What we need to learn now is to stay here, you know, and not just go back to this. We need to protect this environment at home. We need to protect this environment wherever we can protect it. We need to create this environment in our day, in our morning, throughout the day, at night, right? You know, we don't do things just to do them because we're religious. Well, I listen to Christian music all day long because I'm a Christian, and I have to, and I need to support the Christian station, No, you need to know that it's because you're getting yourself filled up with good songs of the word of God, of encouragement. They're all not, not all of them are worship, but they're all positive, encouraging, Caleb. (laughs) Um, You know, being equally yoked is so important because it creates this corporate unity, right? Right? We all worship together, we're each a light. You know, what would happen right now if we turn off all the lights in this room and you pull out your cell phone and you turn that little flashlight? If we just turn one, hmm, right? But each one counts. Because if you turn all of them, then you can light up this place, right? I know some of you want to do it. <laughs> Demonstration, Demonstration. OK, quick, you No? Pre- no, pre- no? Put your phone out. No? Okay, fine. My wife said no. Sorry, guys. She shut me down. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, her battery's low. Like, why did Pastor Karen not do it? (laughs) But you understand, right? Each one counts. And it's like each one of those voices in Central Park, each one of those guys that joined from different places, you know, it's so powerful. When we worship here, many times I I, I tell people, I, I say, hey, listen, when we sing this morning, it's not just us. We're actually joining the voices of thousands and thousands of people across the city, across the state, and across the world that today are gathering together to sing. And when you picture that, it's so powerful because you understand we're part of a greater choir of people and saints and angels that are worshiping God, right? And we need to see that that it's not just us. There's a lot of people, right? That are choosing that. This is where we are. So being equally yoked is important because you have people that chew you on into those same things, right? If you're going to a place where like maybe they believe you need to suffer so peace isn't always really what you're going to get, right? Well, That might cause a conflict inside of you and that might not be the greatest thing, right? So being equally yoked is important because we're all in agreement of what we're looking, what we're building, and what we're after. It's not okay just to go anywhere. You need to go where you know where your people is, right? Where they're going to cheer you on, where they're going to be there for you, where they're going to support you when when you're going through hard times, right? Where's your community? Where's your people? find those that are equally yoked and if you're not married make sure that when you get married that you're equally yoked not that you just check off the christian box christian or jewish or catholic or no that's not what we're talking about right do you speak in tongues show me (laughs) okay i do too good I'm going to tell you something. It it gets really hard when things get hard and you're not on the same page. I mean, it gets hard even when you're on the same page. Who who are we kidding, right? Set yourself up for success. Friends are like elevators. I learned this 20 years ago from John Maxwell. So many times we think like, oh, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to change all of them, right? And you decide to live right here. It's an elevator. It's like an elevator. And where they go, you go. Yep. If that's who you spent most time with, where they go, you're going to go. You're called to go influence, right? Be a light. But if <laughs> nothing is lighting up, you're, you're dimming down. Yep. Or you're not strong enough yet. Gets the song. I'm not backing down for a You're trying? To... You know that different countries feel different? How many of you have traveled to different countries? You know that this is one of the best. Remember this corporately, we're either more towards this or more towards this. As a country, it could be more towards this or more towards this. There's a reason why people come to this country because it feels different, because there's more opportunity, right? It has to do with a foundation. You know, don't tell me that praying and reading the Bible and having the Ten Commandments at school doesn't make a difference. It does. It does. It is a big deal, see? And so we're either more towards this or more towards this, and there's countries when you walk and you feel the darkness right away. Why? Because there is hopelessness in the air there's fear in the air there is selfishness in the air there's like all this stuff is felt because more people are walking and operating in this did you know that united states is the number one country that gives the most amount of money to missions all over the world and has been for how many years i don't know probably history right 250 (laughs) there is a reason right extreme generosity There's a reason why things feel different here. So let's not complain about our country. (laughs) Go on a mission trip and you'll see what we're talking about. You'll see what we're talking about. We are blessed. Is it perfect? No. Is your family perfect? No. (laughs) Are you perfect? No. (laughs) Right? This church isn't perfect either. So countries feel different. Have you ever walked into a prison voluntarily? <laughs> okay, now more people can raise a hand. Right? <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of altar call today. No. Right? It feels different when you walk into a prison. You know, I, I've seen it. I, I've experienced it where, where I walked in, you feel the darkness. You feel the hopelessness. You feel the, you know, despair, apathy, right? All these things. And then start preaching the gospel. And start, you know, singing and worshiping the Lord, and the environment changes and people change, right? That's that's a good example of coming in, right, and shining a light. So prisons feel different, countries feel different, states feel different. Any of you traveled to different state during this time? Right? Feels different. Different cities feel different. Some people feel more than others, but but you know what I'm talking about. That's the reason. So everything that happens on a big scale has a, has a small impact, too, you know, on the smaller scale that contributes to the feel of that place, to the environment of that place. So I want to have Christmas every day. I can have Christmas every day. And you don't have to sing the Christmas songs all the time. <laughs> but you can. You can, but you don't have to, right? Worship. You can sing worship. It causes the same effect, a better effect. Okay. Um, We talked about social media. See, social media can be good and could be bad. It's neither. It's like money, right? It's a tool. But what's coming through it could be negative or could be positive, right? It could take you there or it could take you there. So you just got to be careful. And you got to be careful, you know, who you give that to. Are your kids ready for that? Right? Because it's like handing them, you know, if it's like money is a tool, you're handing your kid, would you give your kid $1,000 every day? No, because they're not responsible enough. It could be good or it could be bad. Well, you give them a phone, it could be good, and they could watch porn for the first time and get scarred. Sorry, we went like but it's true, right? That's not even what we're talking about. But it changes the environment, right? It's like a window. It's like that TV, you know, when, in, the, in the elf movie. It's like, it's like a window to, to an opportunity, an invitation into something, to participate or not participate. And uh, James 3.16 says, when envying and strife Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Where envying and strife, did we put envy? We did not put envy. Envy and strife. During Christmas, there's not a lot of that. I mean, it's not the main subject. Nobody puts Merry Christmas, envy and strife, right? You put Merry Christmas, hope and joy. Like we even write these words. We decorate our house with these words. And you tell me that stuff doesn't matter. Okay. You have your laptop and it says right back here, it says, you know, negative things. And that doesn't matter. Oh, it's just funny. No, it's not funny. Would you decorate your house with those kind of things? No. You just don't understand the impact that it has. So get your church sticker on the way out, put it on your car. 1 Corinthians 15:33 says do not be deceived bad company ruins good morals. Right. Proverbs 13:20 Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 22:24 says make no friendship with a man given to anger nor go with a wrathful man lest you learn his ways. Right? These are ways. You're walking either in this one or you're walking in this one. Lest you learn his ways and then tangle yourself in a snare. It's a snare. You're walking there and all of a sudden you realize you're trapped. You develop an addiction. You're in a place that you never thought you would go can read Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks, right, walks, and it tells you all the way through verse verse 4. Um, I want to go to uh, Jude chapter 1, so if you can turn your Bible, if we could put this one up there, Jude chapter 1, verse 16, and we're going to read all the way through 21st. Are you getting something this morning? Who's having a Christmas party next week? (laughs) That's why we sent our Christmas cards now and not before Christmas. <sighs> right? It's not that they were late a week. <laughs> There's a message here. Okay, so let's go to Jude chapter 1 verse 16, if you could put it on there. Um, and then we're going to read. Well, you could just write this down, Galatians 5.16. It talks about the walk of the Spirit. We'll go there after here. Okay. What, happens, um, what happens when somebody says you're ruining Christmas? Has anybody ever in your house said that? Or you said that? You're ruining Christmas. What normally just happened? A fight, yelling, anger, a fit of selfishness. Right? Is that, is that about right? Nobody says you're ruining Christmas when they open up a gift. <laughs> Unless they're entitled and they didn't like the gift. You're ruining Christmas. It's only a 16-gigabyte iPod. No. <laughs> it's an iPod. Oh, you ruined Christmas. Totally. <laughs> You're ruining Christmas, right? It's associated with anger, with disruption, with dissension. So very easily, this gives us a clue. How do we, how do we protect the environment, Right? Like I always say, reaction is everything. Reaction is everything. If you protect your reactions, you will protect the environment. Okay? Okay, so it says, These people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy their desires. Okay, selfishness. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. Next verse. 17. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them, right? Again, we have the Spirit of God inside of us. We carry Him with us, and we can walk in the Spirit, okay? It says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. So remember we talked about how faith is something we can build up, right? We can be built up in faith. How do you feel when you're built up in your faith? You're like strong. You can conquer the world, move a mountain, right? Kick a cat. I'm, I don't know where that came from. Sorry. Whew. I'm sorry for all the cat lovers out there. Listen, I was going to start talking about cats, but I don't think we should talk about cats. See, there's... God made cats. All right, good. You can conquer anything when you're built up in your most holy faith. It's like you can conquer the world. Right? And then it says you can move a mountain. Sounds like a scripture, right? It says pray. How do you build, up, build yourself up in your most holy faith? Pray in the, holy, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21 says, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way you will keep yourself safe in God's love. In this way, see, it's somewhere, it's a place that you keep yourself in. You can fall from this place with decisions, reactions, or company. But you can keep yourself in God's love. You don't automatically stay there. You have to be intentional about it. So many things come your way, right? So many things are constantly attacking you, thoughts, Feelings, offense, news, and you need to learn how to keep yourself in this place. It says, and you must show mercy to those who, whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. Now, all the glory goes to all the glory to God who is able to keep you again. Keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in present and beyond time. Amen. You know, I was talking to to Nick the other day because this happened to me. See another thing that is up here is uh, we, we were given in uh, second Timothy one seven says we we're given a spirit of power, love, and self-control, right? So down here we are powerless, victims, and we have no self control. And um, and I was talking to him, I'm like, okay, I don't understand this. I know how to create a habit. I know how to break a bad habit, right? And it takes about 21 days of intentionally, you know, you know doing this stuff, right? What I don't get is why was it so easy for me to lose a good habit like in an instant? Create a bad habit, right? So easy but so hard, or seems so hard, to create a good habit and to break a bad one. You following? Right? (laughs) And he said to me, it's because uh, it's easy to, and we just read it, to fall off here, right? It's a drop. This is a high place of operating and living in a high place. I'm not saying it's hard. I'm saying we need to be intentional about it and protect it and keep it. Why? Because we live in a corrupt world that is mostly surrounded by this. Even imagine that in this country, which is one of the highest, best places to live in according to this scale, okay? Imagine in another country where it's all this and you're like down here in the middle of it and it's harder to come out, right? It's hard to be successful. That's why the church shines brighter in darker places, And that's why the church gets taken for granted in the better places. And so he's like, well, yeah, because it's a drop. You fall, you know, you're climbing back up to this place, to this walk, right? And thank God for the grace of God that empowers us to do these things. But still, you know, if you're not intentional, you will drop to this place. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm telling that, that you need to live your life intentionally, right? Or slowly drift down here and stop walking up here. It'll become, this will become the exception and this will become normal. And for us, we need, this needs to be the normal, right? And to those who are in Christ, they have no condemnation when they have a bad day, right? And that's why when you mostly live up here with people that operate, walk, and live here, you quickly get back up. You can read Galatians 5.16 at home. It talks about our walk in the Spirit. It's a walk. We're walking up here. We're living off of this place. And sometimes people fall off and and it gets a little hard to get back up. But when you surround yourself with the right people, you'll get there. And you can live there. And again, I'm not trying to make this sound hard at all, but I'm, I want you to know that your decisions, your reactions, and the people you surround yourself with have a big impact on where do you live your life, which one becomes the normal, and which one becomes the anomaly, right? So we can experience Christmas every day. Regardless of what's happening in the world, you can have a great day. You understand that? It's up to us, Right? Amen. Did you get anything out of that? God is good. God is good. All right. Let me pray. I want to pray this morning, and then I'm going to have James come up here and dismiss us. Oh Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your power. We thank you that on the cross, you paid the price for us to walk in the spirit, to live a life of the kingdom and experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth instead of suffering in the darkness of this world until you come back. Thank you that we that you taught us to pray, let your kingdom come and that we can live in that place, that we can operate and walk in that place of love, peace, joy, power, self-control. Teach us how to protect the environments in our homes. Teach us how to protect The environment of Jesus, of his presence in our home every day. How to keep ourselves in that place so that we can be a light into the world, so that we could be the ones that are contagious to others when we go into the world, into our workplace, into schools, into restaurants, in public places. That we could be that light that changes the environment, that we could be the ones changing the environment and not the ones that are changed. I thank you, Father. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.